Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Jonathan Grisbowski. He's a rogue risk taker turned entrepreneur and national thought leader in digital marketing and branding. He is the co-founder of Penji, an unlimited graphic design service for marketing teams that ultimately provides work and internship opportunities to Camden students and residents. Penji is your on-demand graphic design team. They offer unlimited graphic design revisions at a flat monthly rate, whether it's logo design, marketing materials, social media graphics, websites, or even apps. They've got your cover. They're the monthly service, um, allows you to create as many projects as you like, and your graphic design team will take care of them one at a time with a turnaround time of 48 hours on most design requests. Jonathan, thanks for being on Converge Coffee. How are you doing today? Absolutely. I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to be able to provide, hopefully, some good information and value to the listeners today. And uh, uh, Sean, it's good to good to finally talk uh, about life and business with you. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, one of your people just reached out to me about Pengia, how the changes that you're making, not only with the company as marketing, but the community influencing. And we're going to get a little bit more into that. But um, I'd like to know, and I, and I think a lot of more people want to know, is um, your perspective of why you started Penji. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me for uh, the clearing of my throat. So uh, the starting of Penji, uh, it, it's a combination of a lot of, a lot of reasons. Um, we were an agency prior to Penji. Um, we're also a, um, we've also been located in the city of Camden, uh, Camden, New Jersey for the past, uh, if three, four years or so now. And, um, the real reason as to why Penji exists was we were asked a particular question, uh, when we were being interviewed, uh, by the press, um, on October 20th. So there was this massive event happening in Camden on, October 20th, and it was about community, and it was about bringing people into the city and bringing businesses into the city. And you know, we've been here for a while, so we know the lay of the land. We know a lot of people. And, and we were asked a particular question that said, uh, and the person asked us, what are you doing for the city, and how are you keeping talent here? And the answer to the question was we had, we had no answer to it. We, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know why. Like, what, we're in this city that is a relatively – um, let's just say negative town. Uh, it's got a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of room to grow, but there's a revitalization happening here. And we're not, we weren't doing much in order to partake in that revitalization. So, um, my co-founder and I were asked the question and, and, and the next day we're like, you know what, it's time to unleash the beast, so to speak. It's time to launch this service that we've been working on, um, in the background for, for months. And so we launched it on October uh, 20, 21st, 2017. Uh, now we're sitting about 200 plus customers um, and, and a staff of uh, 25 plus. So, I mean, the, our reasoning as to why we started Penji was that initial conversation. We saw an opportunity in the marketplace, but primarily it's just giving back to our community. So a lot of what we do in all of our, our talent in the United States comes from the city of Camden. So as people are coming into the city of Camden, um, there's over $2.2 billion being spent in the city. We want businesses that are coming in and businesses that are currently here 
to look at us and say, you know what, if these guys are doing it, we should be doing it too. And so we just want to be the gold standard of what a, a successful business looks like here in our, in, in, in our city. And hopefully we're able to inspire others to do the same. That's awesome. Um, can, I, can I ask you one thing when you kind of thought about this? When you're, when you're giving back to the community and you're trying to find designers and, and, and building out things, were you looking more for people's potential to become um, great designers and bring back to the company rather than people's pedigree if they were a four-year college degree? Like, how did, how did you find the right people? So um, that is a great question, and that question doesn't be uh, get asked probably enough. Um, so I we don't look towards uh, we don't look for a talented uh, like uh, their talent. Like that's the the thing that matters least um, within our company is the actual talent because talent yes you need to have a basis and you need to have a general understanding of what it is that you're trying to do. But a lot of it can be taught, and it can be taught over time. Um, so that's the way that we look at it. But the things that are really important to us right now, especially as we're growing, are things like loyalty, dependability, um, uh, conversationally. Like, are they a good fit within the? In, are they a good fit uh, culturally? Excuse me. Um, and those are right now at a, we're at a point where that that's more meaningful than the actual conversation of like their skills. So to answer the question, like I, we don't necessarily look at the resume. And go like, wow, you know, these guys or girls uh, are are aren't adequate. They're they're not a good fit. Um, we'll we'll talk to them. We'll have conversations. We'll ask them philosophical questions like, what are what are what is important to you? Um, what are some things that uh, you find valuable in your life? Um, what what is your meaning of uh, of family and and you know, th things of that nature? Like, you know, not all of those exact questions. But things like that are, are things of trying to get to know the individual. And then we look at their portfolio if they're a designer, or then we look at their background and, and ask them specific questions and maybe even physically look at some of the things that they were able to do to make sure that they're a good fit. But culture and, and dependability, loyalty, like those are things that can be built over time, but they can definitely be sniffed uh, through uh, just by asking some basic and minor questions. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I worked with companies and I've seen some really great companies who they, they build around, they build their teams. They don't bring an outsider in. It's almost like you're, you're, you're growing, you're growing an entity rather than, you know, putting it like putting together Frankenstein <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. Um, that happens oh, too often, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, it does. It's, it's kind of like the old way of doing things rather than, you know, organically, you know, growing stuff. Um, I wanted to flip gears a little bit. Um, and talk about, you know, okay, okay, you've established your, you, you found, you find the right people, um, based upon potential, their passions. Um, okay, how do you grow? So you, you grew the employee base. How do you grow your customer base using market? If that, if that helps and we can go in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, the things that have worked really well for us. Ha, has been um, developing in the very beginning um, an unscalable process that didn't necessarily um, it it brought us to where we are today, but nothing was necessarily scalable about the process because I think a lot of businesses and a lot of entrepreneurs 
Um, they feel as if they can't move on until they have this like perfect system and this perfect process and this perfect ad script or whatever the hell it is that they're trying to do. And none of that matters because you know what? At the end of the day, what you need to do is you need to get yourself out there. You need to get off your ass and you need to actually do the physical thing. So whether that's cold calling, if you're, uh, you know, maybe like you're an insurance agency or uh, maybe you're trying to sell uh, routers, you need to go door to door. Uh, or maybe you just need to be able to send a cold email to obtain a meeting. I mean, whatever it is, you need to be able to just do it and then worry about the process uh, later because you physically doing it will be able to uh, give you a base that will allow you to be educated enough to make strategic decisions later on. Um, so a lot of the things that we were able to do, like cold emails um, was was one of them, uh, advertisements, uh, basically just like emailing uh, people from our existing network. Uh, but primarily a large majority of the people that we've talked to and, and, and eventually became customers were within our existing network. And so I would argue that if you're a business starting out or if you're a business that's been in business for a while, um, there's a strong chance. Uh, and and I'd, I'd bet a lot of money on it that you can get your first 100 customers uh, directly within the people within your network. You just need to be able to to find a big enough problem that those uh, people have and service them. Uh, but more importantly than that, you need to be able to find out who those people are. So I'll just go on a quick story and uh, to close the question out. We sent surveys out as well. I think somewhere around 125 surveys. And we all asked uh, relatively sim similar questions for every single one. And and the overarching one was, it: what are your problems? Um, in, in business, uh, if, is this a problem? If this is a problem and we build something, uh, to solve this problem, would you buy it? And a lot of people that we interviewed because we knew the target audience that we were going after very briefly. Um, we knew that this, this had to have been an issue. And so we told them that if we build it, would you buy it? They said yes. And then the people that did say yes, a large majority of them actually bought it. Love it. I love your passion about this. Like, I don't care if like this is an FCC regulated, so we can cuss as much as we want. <laughs> but I love your passion about and and, and narrowing in. Like, I, I completely agree. Like, the majority of starting out your foundation, your company is the people that you know. It's your one degree connections. It's whatever you want to call it. It's but you have to prove to them that you can do this. Um, and here's a two question part two part question for you. Um, what is your leadership style from starting Penji till now? What things have you kind of learned? And the second thing is, how did you grow um, from that leadership? How did you grow from zero to 200 customers? Yeah, sure. So um, number one, my leadership was and still to this day is a work in progress. Um, in the very beginning, I'd say it was complete dog crap. Uh, in the better half of 2017, I was uh, a terrible leader. And and I wouldn't even call myself a great leader at this exact moment. Uh, I, and again, I, I'll continue saying that it's a work in progress, just like everything else in my life is. But when it comes to leadership, um, I'd say that I was an extremely egotistical uh, founder. Um, and I, I didn't put enough trust in the people around me. Uh, I was kind of just that individual that was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm the smartest person in the room. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the one that that's brought to sales and I'm the one that's done this and I'm the one that's done that. 
and that's such a terrible way of thinking. That's a terrible way to run business. Um, and and that's just me being completely honest with you, Sean. Is just that's that to me is is that that point where. But 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 I think what I've learned in particular is just being self aware, um, and being able to listen more, because that's what's going to propel you to the success that you never that I inevitably want myself and and our entire company to to obtain. Um, because I know in full transparency that I cannot do this alone. So I, I guess some of the things that I've learned is just like putting your ego out the door. Uh, uh, don't letting don't let your ego come into the room with you. Just kind of just let it sit there by the door, and then you know, God forbid, if you really want to go pick it back up as you leave the office, you, you can. Um, so that's one one thing. Um, I just think that ability to listen, to be able to communicate. Um, some other things I've learned was is that. It's not about you. Um, you are not bigger and nobody is bigger than the company. Um, the company is and forever will be bigger than you. So you can't act like you're all high and mighty. So if you're a founder right now and you're not doing the janitorial duties, uh, I, I think you should start. And I'm not saying janitorial duties as a bad job because that's extremely hardworking. But a lot of people are afraid to do the heavy lifting. And a lot of people are afraid to do the stuff that, that really moves the company forward. Um, and, and so that's what I would implore people to do to answer the second part of the question, which is the, the how did the leadership grow from zero to 200? Um, it, it's just, um, when you have people that you're, when you have people to worry about it's again, it's not about you anymore because what I've learned is you need to be able to ask questions to your team and you need to be able to understand why they're here in the first place. And like, Yes, they, they, you hired them because of their skill or because of their, what they stand for as human beings. But like, really, why are they here? Right? What do they want? So I would implore the question, find out what their dreams are. And if you're able to find out what their dreams are and help them fulfill their dreams, <clears throat> they will do anything they possibly can in order to help you attain yours. So I'll give you a perfect example of this. Um, if a person is uh, wants money, right? Uh, an employee just just wants to get paid well. Okay, then you need to be able to give them a path in order for them to obtain the pay that they want. Or what happens if they just want to? They're coming here because you're a cool startup and they want to learn from the co-founder. Okay, well, have a sit-down conversation with that individual. Talk to them. Uh, grab coffee with them. Set aside time in order to just answer questions that they may have about business or life. Or or what about um? A person that needs healthcare, find a way to provide them healthcare or show them how they can obtain healthcare. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. But if you don't know the people that you're working with and you don't know your team, um, then honestly, again, you're just in business for yourself and you shouldn't be doing it. Jonathan, love it, man. Um, and good, good thing you insert a little bit of coffee in there. <laughs> of meeting people yeah, with coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goes round and round. Yeah, absolutely. Now. Everything, um, everything revolves around coffee. Can I give you a, a quick story about coffee, real quick? Oh, oh, sure, man. We've got time. Go ahead. So, the first five, uh, f the first three years, four years in business, I had uh, no. I'd say like, yeah. Well, uh, let's just say there's a, a decent period of time where I didn't uh, number one to this day i don't I, I don't drink coffee except for vietnamese coffee um that's the only coffee that i drink and i only have it as a luxury because vietnamese, have you ever had vietnamese coffee uh yes i have it's 
it's awesome if they and if they percolate it in front of you and make it in front of you it's even better yeah absolutely it's one of the greatest things and if you've never had vietnamese coffee um go out to your local vietnamese restaurant right now and go buy it because it is the best coffee i've had two in one day once and i was up for like 48 hours um but that's another topic for another day i mean just coffee is very weird in in my system but for the first the story is for the first portion of my quote-unquote entrepreneurship career i got coffee with every single person and there were times where i couldn't afford the to actually pay for coffee so all i did was i asked for coffee meetings and i got water every single time but the the conversations that i had while over coffee were so valuable and were integral were was an integral part to to our success today because i put in the time and a lot of people in the office put in the time to grab coffee with people and ask questions and become friends with people. Um, that's the that's the reason and that's the the bulk of 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 what a successful company could potentially look like is those conversations that we all have over coffee. It's coffee's finding that mutual ground, and yeah. it's great. It's a great, you know, <laughs> it's a great perking up and a water. I mean, water works too if you drink a lot of it, but. Both have to go to the bathroom. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially uh, coffee on the Converge uh, Converge uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I want to know more, and I think our the audience really wants to know more. Is we went from employees, we went from your company, we went from growth, we went to leadership, your leadership, and by the way, you're you're. It's a work. Everything's a work in progress, but I feel like you have you're you're going in that line of of becoming a great leader, just from the stuff mm. that you said. So I want to let you know that. Um, how I appreciate that. Oh, you're most welcome. How does how do you make your company one socially conscious, and two, um, why Camden, New Jersey? I think you you hit upon it a few times. But if you can give some, you know, more statistics about Camden and then the social conscious organization of why are you trying to be an agent of change in your marketing and, and with NG too? Absolutely. So um, we're right outside Philadelphia. Uh, as I'm talking to you right now, Sean, I'm looking directly over Philadelphia and I am seeing um, all the amazing things that the city of Philadelphia has to offer. Um, and in, in the, the other aspect and the other turn of a head, I'm looking at the revitalization of, of what is going to be, uh, one of the most vibrant cities in America in the next couple of years. Um, the statistics is specifically in Camden and, and, and I'm going to be wrong at this, but an over 50% of the, the, the people that are in the city of Camden are millennials. Um, and, and a lot of them don't necessarily look like you and I. Um, they may have a different skin tone. They may not, they may have a different, um, belief system. They may have, uh, a different upbringing, et cetera. Um, but if you were to Google the city of Camden, um, you'd find that it's a city that was predominantly, uh, one of the most dangerous cities in America. Um, and, 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 and so like we decided to, to, to set up shop here because we saw opportunity where a lot of people shunned opportunity. And now because of this revitalization, it's kind of like this cool thing to do. Um, but we've been here since, uh, you know, for the past three, four years or so. And, and so the reason why we set up shop is because, um, 
we have a fundamental belief system that education is extremely important and that everybody um, in, on this earth should have a proper education, whether that is A, going to college um, or, or not going to college. They all should have a, a, a great education system behind them um, that allows them to think creatively uh, and obtain the skills that they need. We're in the middle of, uh, of a bunch of uh, universities that have an incredible talent pool, but because they may have come from Camden, um, or because, again, they may not look like us, um, they, they might be uh, shunned or they may be disrespected or they may be, uh, they, there may be prejudice there. And so what we wanted to do was we wanted to break down those barriers and we wanted to provide jobs and internships to people that, um, that deserve it just as much as everybody else does. Uh, and, and give them that opportunity to prove themselves and give them the opportunity to, uh, make a name for themselves. Cause we found, that a lot of the people in the city, they don't necessarily want to move outside the city. They want to be able to make their city great. And so with the revitalization that's happening here in the city, $2.2 billion being, um, being spent, there's a lot of buildings going up here. And, and, and if you ever do your research and find out, you'll find it, that out that to be true. Um, so we can't build buildings. Um, and a lot of the businesses that are coming here, they have a philanthropic aspect that they have to hire people in the city of Camden. And some of them aren't doing it. And they make a lot more money than we do. And so what we believe is if we can, um, if we can be that shining light and if we can be that gold standard to what businesses do and, and how they service business, they can look at us and say, you know what, this business is a cash flow positive business. They never received an ounce of funding. Um, they're relatively young. Why can't we do it? We should be doing what they're doing. And so hopefully we're the, it's like a, the domino effect. We're the, we're the first domino of uh, many soon to come. I love it. I love it, man. Like, I love your passion. I feel like you're going to be an advocate one day where Penji is just going to be, you or yourself, like the company yourself is just going to, it's like this stuff like it like gets me like going too man because i'm involved in companies <laughs> that are like that and I, and I love it because you're not just yeah. focusing on the work you're focusing on doing right by your clients doing right by you know your employees doing right by the community and all those align man like the sky's the limit um absolutely and it gets so exhausting just working like doing something on a daily basis just to make money like it's legit exhausting, and um, um, like we're, we were all tired of it um here in in the office, um, and now we're just at an opportunity where we can give back to our community, um, uh, but always keep that front of mind first because giving back it makes it makes your life more. It gives it more purpose. It gives it more meaning. And if you're just constantly thinking about yourself and you're constantly just doing things for yourself, that just becomes a really lonely world. Um, but if you're able to think about um, just somebody else, just for a brief moment of your day and what you've been able to do in order to help them uh, achieve whatever it is that they want to do, I mean, that's just powerful. And, and, and that what, that's what really gets me excited to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I love it. So I know we're, we're, in this segment, we're switching things up and it's not selfish, but it's how, like, what makes you tick? And the first thing is, you know, okay, okay, we ha all have to live, we all have to make money. So obviously, Penji is your way to make money and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've got a, I got mm -hmm. a two parter um, that I think it helps the, um, the Converge Coffee drinkers know 
um, what it what it takes to be successful. And the first one is, um, what do you do creatively um, that you bring back to work, um, or you just do that you do in life too? And then the second thing is, what do you do health wise? Yeah, so um, both of those are actually hand in hand for me. Um, health is an extremely important aspect that helps with my creativity. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna try and uh, if it's okay with you, combine the two. Um, creatively, I am not, I am not a, um, I am not a create. I am creative person, um, but I am not technically. Uh, capable of doing creative things. Um, for example, I run a design business that I can't design. Like I am not a designer. Um, I have the eye of a designer, so I can tell you what looks good and what doesn't look good, and I can tell you what works based off of statistics and analytics that I'm I'm comfortable talking about. But I can't necessarily create um, a slider image. You know, that's just not who I am. Uh, I am more analytical. I am more business driven, and uh, I'm more conversational, and, and and kind of just growing the business that way. So, creatively, in order to get my mind flowing, uh, I go to the gym. Um, so that's one aspect. So I go to the gym uh, and and I read. So I'll start with the gym first. Um, the gym is like my my oasis. It's my place where I can just sweat my ass off. And, and just jam out to music and just think in my own head. Sometimes I'm not even listening to music, but I'm just working out. I'm doing this workout right now um, that I have found to be incredibly helpful for me personally. It's a relatively quick workout. You can bang it out in a half hour to 45 minutes if you wanted, uh, but it involves uh, the aspect of hypertrophy, which is a fast-paced like style, excuse me, fast-paced style um CrossFit, I guess you want to call it, uh, where you're literally just like doing repetitions, you're putting it down, you're you're resting for a minute, and you're going back to work uh, a minute later, and and so that aspect has incredibly helped my 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 physique. Um, I f- I feel like I'm becoming stronger now, and I can definitely tell in my body. Just um, I've been doing it for about a, about a month, two months or so. And just holy crap, uh, that that's in, that's incredibly important. Um, I used to be, uh, I'd say, ninety percent vegetarian, um, and then the other parts were like meat driven and also ve- vegan. Um, but I lost a lot of weight doing that, and that didn't that didn't help me out much. Um, I probably lost too much weight because I wasn't getting the nutrition, but I wasn't educated enough about um, about eating. Um, but now I have a good balance of meat and vegetables and, and I think my diet is really good. And it's really hard to stray away. Um, self, uh, plug for myself. I, I haven't had sugar in, um, in two weeks now. And, and that's been, uh, I, I, I don't even need it at this point. So that feels good. Um, and then the reading aspect, um, I, I don't read any articles anymore. Uh, or at least very rarely do I read articles from like major publications. And it's not because they're not good because they are. Um, but a lot of people have blogs and there's a lot of content on this world. Uh, I try to read books as much as I possibly can. So like how to win friends and influence people. Um, uh, I mean, that's just one of the laws of 48 laws of power. 
ma- uh, mastery. Like, th- these are books that like I'm are either in my queue or I'm reading now. Um, meditation is really important for me. Uh, using Headspace. So I mean, those are a couple of couple of things that just are really important to help. And all these like revert back to the creative process. Jonathan, I love it, man, because I, I do the same thing and have the same philosophy, except for the, the vegetarian part. <laughs> I got, I got to have meat and fish, man. You Midwest um, boys, man, you guys got to have meat. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I do more fish these days, but I, I agree with you on the sugar stuff. Um, cutting out sugar um, for the last three months dropped 20 pounds. And nice. yeah, it does. It does a lot. I mean, in meditation, I use Headspace too. So, I mean, you're like a brother from another mother. Like we, <laughs> we get each other on the health stuff and the Absolutely. book reading and everything. So I love it. So um, Jonathan, I, I appreciate you being on this episode. I, I think this is a very unique episode in that um, we talk about marketing, but you're talking about something even um, not in the weeds, but a, a higher level of beyond the canopy that you're looking to make a socially conscious company and you're you're looking at potential rather than pedigree. And I absolutely love it. And I think this episode will inspire a lot of the coffee drinkers, converge coffee drinkers here, um, that they don't have to settle. Um, even if it's marketing mm-hmm. or whatever they want to do. And so I appreciate you being on this episode and being and being a guest. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, that's the, that's the goal, man. Just a lot of people, I think a lot of times we're all in our own way and we need to be able to just separate that and just get, uh, step aside for a brief moment and get out of our own way and let, let the process, uh, I'm a big basketball fan. I love the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they have a thing that's called trust the process. Um, that's what you gotta do. Yeah. Trust the process. Definitely. And have a little head space <laughs> to move aside. And yeah, let exactly. other, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's, Jonathan, that's a good one too. It just have a little bit of headspace. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, everybody, check out uh, Jonathan's company, Penji P E N J I. Check it out if you want to know more information. Jonathan, thanks for being on. Mm-hmm.